Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This is Lexi and Jordan. How's it um, coming going, everybody? Back at you, guys. Yep. Um, today, we're going to kind of talk about we're approaching, I think we're going to put this up before the end of the year, right? Should, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah this will be so, the end of the year. Everyone is thinking about their goals for 2020, which is freaking me out. I just realized in the middle of the night the other day that we're going to be in 2020. That feels so futuristic to me. Well, well I posted the other day. Um, I noticed that everyone had been doing this 10-year challenge. I was like, what's up with the 10-year challenge? Why is everybody doing this all of a sudden? And I was like, oh, we're about to change a decade. That's mm. why. <laughs> Freaky. Suddenly made sense. 2020. I remember lo- watching. My dad loves Lost in Space, and I remember watching Lost in Space when I was a kid, the old lost in space and um one of them was set in 2020 and they were like yep on another planet <laughs> yeah we should be basically living like the jetsons by now <laughs> yeah i do i do have a robot vacuum oh that's like, true that's, there that's you go that's pretty close to a jet <laughs> ari says we need some house elves around here so yeah <laughs> that would be awesome but you know what you guys probably would benefit from a roomba we have all hard floors yep we probably would yeah. It would save um, my back. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, um, so speaking of um, holidays coming up and New Year's and all that, I know a lot of people will probably be hosting. We're going to be hosting. And mm-hmm. what I thought of that we could talk about really quick is like a little icebreaker. Is, oh, yeah. Um, your best tips for hosting guests. Give me your two best tips for hosting guests. Are you talking about overnight guests or? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. I don't know why, but I like to have like brand new washcloths for guests. Yeah. Yeah. So I make sure to include brand new washcloths in a little basket mm-hmm. with snacks by their bed. Just because yes, I know I do how the same awkward thing. it is. Yeah. I do the same thing. I make a little basket. Someone did it for us one time when we visited their house and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the sweetest thing ever. There was like a little card on our bed, oh, cool. a little basket. Yeah. I do that when someone stays the night here. The last time we had someone... Well, no, no, it wasn't the last time because Jared was literally the last time someone okay. stayed with us. Yeah. But before that, before that, they didn't eat the snacks. And I was like, what kind of a human are you? That you don't Who eat would snacks? not eat free snacks on their bed? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I, that's, I like to do the same thing. I like to put like, I usually put a couple towels and a little note card that says something and snacks and a couple bottles of water. Mm-hmm. I like that stuff. Yeah. Like. I try to think really hard, like what makes it awkward about staying at somebody else's yeah. house? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's usually, oh, and I like to um, stock the shower, make sure the mm-hmm. shower has like decent stuff in it to use. Cause mm-hmm. well, our, our guest bathroom that other people would use when they stay with us is not the one that we use very often. Mm-hmm. Jared uses it more than I do. Um, but, uh, I, so I don't really look in that shower. I'm always like, tell me if that shower needs to be cleaned yeah. because I don't even yeah. look in there very often. So I like to make sure that that shower is stocked with decent stuff. Yeah. To use. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to think lately, like what makes it special when you go and stay somewhere? Oh, another tip. Okay, here's my other tip. Um, having either like a breakfast casserole or cinnamon mm. rolls or bagel mm-hmm. or just something in mind so that in the morning people can get it when they want. Oh, that's a good idea. Because some and most of the time when people are staying with us, they're here for a reason. Like they're yep, yep. doing something here yeah. or whatever. So that way it's, um, 
you know, just available when people need it or want it for breakfast. Yeah. I have specific meals that I make when it's men, if that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Just that I'm like, okay, I don't even want to have to guess. I know this is a man meal. You'll be happy with it. (laughs) Tell me me one of your man meals. Um, well, these are basically, they're all Brian's like favorite meals. All my, all my boys, my big little boys, um, like cheeseburger pie. Oh yeah. I've never made that before, but I know what you're talking about. Um, and then actually I think this one I made when Jared was in town. It's like a barley meatball stew. Oh yeah. That's what I made. Mm-hmm. Um, barley meatball stew. I'm trying to think because my dad was just here and I made them all for my dad. I like to make homemade pizza too. Okay. A lot of homemade pizza because that's an easy one to do yeah. with like different types of meat yeah. to fill people up. And yeah. I think pretty much most males I know like pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I made, yeah. I made something the other day and Jared was like, this is the type of meal that you eat before you go into a battle. <laughs> and that's I was funny. like, what do you mean? He was like super filling and feels like it would keep you full for a very long oh, time. Oh, yeah. And it was um, ham and split pea soup. Have you ever oh, made Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, I haven't. Okay. Um, so this – okay, this kind of flows perfect segue into our goals. So this, today we're going to talk about goals for 2020 and goal setting. Um, so one of my goals for 2020 is to figure out um, more about different types of meat and different cuts of meat. Oh, yep, so, yep. So um, I have been very blessed and twice people in our church have given us, okay, so once someone gave us um, a portion of a hog and, mm-hmm. and in that there was like ham hocks and different things that I had never cooked with before. Um, and I was mm. intimidated by it. So a few ham hocks sat in my deep freezer for a while and I didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> and just this week I figured out um, what to do with them and it was, they were amazing. So I boiled, so I boiled a ham hock for like two hours and made broth oh, yeah. and it kind of cooked it a lot of the way. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, well, that night I had soaked my split peas and then the next day I put the whole ham hock in with the split peas and like some carrots and onions and um, seasonings and stuff and cooked mm-hmm. that all night. Was amazing. Literally. Ooh, that sounds anyway, good. That was like I felt like that was a man meal that would keep you full for a very long time. Yeah. Have you ever looked at that cookbook, Mad Hungry, Cooking for Men and Boys? No, but you've told me about it before. Yeah, that's a fun one from the library. Yeah, they probably okay, have so, it. So yeah, um, one of my goals for 2020 is to learn more about meats and different cuts of meat that I don't know what to do with. And to not be intimidated by it and not go to the grocery store and only buy the same five things. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, because I feel like 2019 was like my bread and flour and dough making experience. Mm, yep. Well, all about that. And um, 2020, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out some. And I was texting the other day, like someone gave us a half of a cow or no, 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 mm-hmm. a quarter of a cow. So, and with it, I asked for um, different things so I can make broth and stuff. So I like, I have oxtail and I have some liver and different things that I've never ever cooked with before. And I'm wanting to learn and experiment and do all that kind of stuff. So, and then so do you like, go ahead. Do you set goals for different categories then? Or like, honestly, I didn't have a systematic way of approaching this. It was, I okay. have three, I have three goals for the year for 2019. And it's just things that naturally came to me that I wanted to do. Okay. And because Jared, um, he got a deer this year during deer season for the first time. This is the first time he's ever hunted. So I have a freezer full of venison that I have never cooked with before. So that kind of started my, okay, I've, I have the, all this meat and I've got to figure mm. out 
do with it. Mm-hmm. They do a good job of it. That makes total sense. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so goal, we're setting goals for 2020. I guess we can just go through and just talk about our goals for 2020. Do you want to say anything about goal setting in general? Um, I think with goal setting, I mean, I was thinking about this. Okay. Obviously don't expect yourself to be a different person when you wake up January 1st. (laughs) Yeah. But there's nothing biblically wrong. I would actually say biblically, we should be trying to cultivate new habits for sure. Or, um, like we talked about being an interested person. I think that should be the approach you take to goal setting. Not necessarily like I'm going to wake up a 100% sanctified person January 1st. Right. Yeah. So what, yeah. So like when we're talking about this, I think that's more of what we're thinking about is like, what are the areas of like growth and knowledge that we want to be mm-hmm. pursuing? So I usually just kind of, like you said, pick one or two things off the cuff, but then I do um, go through a survey every December that I got from Lori Ferguson, like four years ago, maybe. Um, actually Lori Ferguson Wilbert now she's married. Um, but that helps me because it helps me to grow in the ways I'm not naturally inclined to grow in, if that makes sense. Like what yeah. are the things I'm 100% overlooking every single year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, is there a way that we can share? That? I haven't done that yet, but that's always been a helpful. Yeah. I need to just message her. Okay. I'm sure that she'd be fine with us sharing the PDF. So those are my general thoughts on principles with goal setting, I guess. Okay. So my other two are pretty simple. My other one is I'm just going to do a reading goal again this year. Um, Mm-hmm. Last year I didn't do a number. I haven't decided yet if I want to do a number. I probably won't do a number because I'm too weird about it, and I'll just like start busting through books. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably my goal for reading this year is just to be doing it and okay. trying to be proactive about it and continue. I we talked about in the last episode, um, continue with reading as much as we did last year. So, mm-hmm. um, are there any subjects that you want to know more about specifically mm-hmm. with books? Honestly, it's been cool with reading Radiant just to hear more about church history and just oh, okay. to have more of a knowledge about that. So uh, mm-hmm. that is that is one thing I would like to know more about um, mm-hmm. because it's so easy. <laughs> People will say things like church planting. That That's such a new idea. Like this is only, and, and, um, people have said that to us before. Like, that's just something people have only been doing over the past 10 years. I've never even heard about church planting. It's like, well, actually (laughs) this is something that's been happening. Have you heard about the great commission? (laughs) The church began, you know? Um, but just, I understand what people mean because honestly, like in the eighties and stuff like that, church planting wasn't as big as the push that has happened over the past 10 to 15 years probably. But, um, but just like knowing things about church history so that I don't have misconceptions about. Oh yeah. I think there's that quote by C.S. Lewis that basically talks about how egotistical we can be when we neglect to read history, Mm -hmm. be it church history or history in general. And I just 100%, there's so many comments either that even my own ignorances, but as I'm reading more history, listening to people talk, I'm like, if you just read, if you knew a little bit more about Christopher Columbus, you yeah. wouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, just different and, things. And um, just even, it, it's been so fun with schooling with Ransom this year. We read a bunch about Thanksgiving and mm-hmm, just hearing mm-hmm. about the pilgrims and like why they left <laughs> and yes, and, and yes. why they wanted to come um, here and what freedoms that they did not have that we have because of them. And um, 
it just, it's good to know that kind of stuff. And it's good mm-hmm. to know the details about that kind of thing so that um, we don't repeat history or that we are people who help history not to be repeated. So anyway. That's something that's hard about um, specifically finding history books is you have to find ones that are willing to be not politically correct. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, and read some history this year. What'd you say? Just make it a goal. Read some history yeah. this year. Yeah. Any listener out there, go yeah. pick up any history book. In mm-hmm. uh, for the children's sake, that book mm-hmm. that I was reading um, that had to do with ransom schooling, um, they recommended a, some really good history books in that um, that I wrote down. I don't have in front of me, but I could try to link them or something. But um, she recommended huh. good history books like for kids and also that would be helpful for parents that yeah, are that's like, cool. um, I can, I can try to find that, but yeah. Okay. So my other, my other goal, I was telling Jared these goals earlier today and he laughed at me about this one, but my other goal is organization <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, we've talked about before. And, um, even with doing the Missy Winkler episode, um, and Jared laughed because he feels like I'm very organized, but I'm really not organized. I'm clean, but I'm not organized. So I want yep, there's to, a difference. <laughs> I want to get a manageable system in place for a lot of things, um, like in the house, in the pantry, um, in our schooling, in just our scheduling, just a lot mm-hmm. of things that I do. I want to get um, more organized with. So hmm. those are my goals. I said three. If you don't want to take a full-on class like that, um, I've heard really good things about, it was originally published under the title of, I think, Large Family Logistics. I think now it's just called Simple Home Management. Okay. But um, she, I think she has like seven or eight kids and she homeschools them all. So there's just a lot of day in and day out type details in addition to principles or how to like do these all of these things you're called to do with a baby on your hip sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I just keep thinking for those who don't have the time to take a full class, that might be a helpful um, okay. resource for them. Okay. Yeah. That sounds so, good. okay. What, yeah. is, what's your goals? Um, I wasn't super duper. I didn't set a lot of goals for myself this year. One, because I am Ari's school is going to double next year. In addition to that, Ira is going to start school. So you're really going to like quadruple <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little scared for you for me. (laughs) Um, but the one like big thing that I am focusing on is just finishing decorating our house really. Cause Mm -hmm. I only now have I started to have enough energy to finish unpacking and to get into our Mm -hmm. closets and to really just start thinking about home projects. That's so fun. I was in my third trimester when we moved Mm -hmm. in here. So (laughs) that makes me very excited for you. Yeah, we're excited. I think the other thing too that I'm trying to just figure out how to plan is um, we're just going to do more landscaping this year than we've ever done in our lives. So um, just, I know it's so hard. Part of why I hate gardening is because it's so trial and error. It's not one math equation to get it all to work. I know. But I just, I do, I do need to make more of a plan, you know, come next month and in February because it's going to sneak up and I need to have a plan and a little bit more knowledge in that area. So, yeah. Yep. Landscaping is tricky <laughs> with us. I, yeah. I have tried to find people that are good resources that yeah. have been able to like, Hey, can you look at my house and tell me what, I, where I should put where? Yeah. Yeah. Luckily we have so much property here that there's just so much we can do with it. And I think that's almost 
more intimidating to me. It is. It really is. Uh, we're like that too. There's no like obvious boundaries that yes. you can stop. It's just like, okay, well, and sometimes I wish that we did have a little bit more of a boundary area. That's why I've considered like mm. planting a hedge or something. Just so oh like- yeah. Brian was talking about how he wanted to put in a, like a, a, a rock wall around our whole property and just how long that would take and why, why people used to do that way back in the day. And it, it seems like such a cool project, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to have to live outside, but I also want a really flourishing garden. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone out there has resources that would be helpful, I'm trying to figure out specifically like a journal that can help me plan for future gardens in addition to keep track of current gardens, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I also would, I probably am just going to go with a moleskin route and make my own. But if anyone knows anything like this, please let us know. Mm -hmm. I also want a section in there that I can keep references on maybe recipes or just different ideas on how to use different um, plants. Mm -hmm. So I can put my own ideas in there, not just here is a recipe book on how to use jams, if that makes sense, but just how to collect my own. So if anyone has anything like that out there in mind, tell me. So when you say landscaping, are you meaning more like vegetable gardens and like berry bushes and all that kind of stuff more than just like, um, curb appeal landscaping. Is that what you're talking about? Probably both. Both. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it's the whole, it's the edible food. Mm-hmm. And for Brian, he's thinking more of the landscaping, but because of, because of our water situation, we are trying to go the whole, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? I can't remember. Um, we're trying to put as much edible food into the yard as possible. Okay. Just yeah. because we're paying for every bit of water we use. Cause you kind of live in the desert. Yeah. Well, it's just like city to city. It's different around here. Some cities you get free water, some you don't. And oh. The further out in the country you are, like my parents get free water. Oh, wow. So yeah. Man, I didn't know anyone got free water. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. We did, um, well, whenever it was cool because whenever we moved under our property, Jared was like, man, I'm just going to, I'm going to plant pecan trees. He was like, oh, I'm going to no. pecan trees because I, I just, I, he loves pecan pie. And mm-hmm. um, he's like, I know it takes, I think it takes like four years for them to start producing, but he's like, it's okay. Like I'm taking yeah. a long view on this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so anyways, the next, I don't remember even when it was like a few months later, he was walking out. And oh I no. These trees look exactly like pecan trees. And to find out in the field beside our house, he has like six pecan trees. You guys, so you already had them? They're like, oh yeah, full grown, cool, mature, though. producing pecan trees. Do you guys use them? Yeah. If we can get them before the squirrels, yeah. I made That's a pie awesome. from, I'm, I got enough oh, last year to make gosh. a pie. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And we also did not plant, but have an elderberry bush, which I wanted. Oh, Cool. Yeah. So, and it is producing and I, I have enough, um, elderberries for like the winter, the past two years. And That's then awesome. we also have a grapevine that is, oh, cool. was here whenever we moved in. So God has just been really kind to us and like a lot of things that we wanted on our property to plant, we've like found in the hedges and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, Oh, that's really sweet. Cause we have like a tree line around us on three sides. So we have like raz- or blackberries, and elderberries and grapes and all that stuff that just grows wild. So it's been a really big blessing. That's sweet. Yeah. 
I remember the word I was thinking of. It's permaculture, which is like where you plant certain things beside one another to basically they help one another thrive and protect yeah. one another with yeah. using like the lowest amount of water oh, that's cool. possible, basically. So cool. I have like a big textbook that I got from, I think it's the one that Oregon State University uses for their permaculture program. And so, yeah, that's a pretty big goal for me to understand that because it's just, I don't, I don't wrap my mind around it very well yeah. <laughs> but I need oh, to learn no, me neither yeah so there's gardening and decorating all ho- home related things yeah there is stuff that we have planted that I'm like I don't really like that there I planted that way too mm-hmm. close to that we're only two years in and mm-hmm. they're already overtaking each other yeah that's uh, hard it's so hard to yeah. make those calls yeah um one thing I was thinking of that I wrote down here, um, as in relating to like home stuff and organizing and, um, even you with decorating, I was thinking about how, um, in Exodus, whenever the Israelites are getting instructions of how to build a tabernacle and, mm-hmm. and God is giving them all these really detailed instructions and it's all very focused around how it looks, how like there's, instructions on like beautiful things that God's wanting it to be and mm-hmm. like sight smells um the way it feels like God had thoughts about those mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. and instructions for it and it's just cool thinking like that what we're trying to accomplish in our homes and our little spheres of influence is ways that we are mirroring um God's character in that and mm-hmm. Just thinking, I don't know, help me flesh through these thoughts, but like, I, it just seems really cool to me that um, God has put it in women, um, this duty to like keep the home and manage the home. Yeah. And, and, um, and that it's the same concept as, you know, beautifying God's home, God's, the tabernacle that God dwelled, mm-hmm. you know, his spirit dwelled in and now God indwells his people. And, um, oh yeah. And I was just cool. Oh, it's interesting. Like that this is meaningful, that this mirrors God's character Mm -hmm. and um, that he saw it as valuable enough to give specific instructions to the Israelites of how they were supposed to do that. And then, you know, and then when the temple was built also. So anyway, and, and, um, and the Israelites even had to pack it all up when they were in the wilderness and carry it. So like, don't feel like it's a temporary home that you have an excuse to not, to not oh, be man. Because that the Israelites literally had to pack it on their, point. <laughs> their animals and on their backs and carry it and redo it again. Yep. Don't feel I remember like- two years ago, one of my goal, one of the things when I did my yearly evaluation two years ago, it, that was a year that we had been waiting to move out of our condo into our house in Ogden. And, I just realized looking back on that year, how much time I wasted that summer instead of being planted and present where I was, I just wasted so much time because I was just looking forward to something else instead of taking care yeah. of what I had. Yeah. And I think that is such a huge temptation for women because we can get in our heads about that stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And just feel like it's pointless. Totally. going to have to undo it or whatever. Or yeah, and that's taking like our kids are little and it's pointless. Uh huh. Um, oh, whatever. that's true too. You know, they're just gonna knock it over, pull it yeah. off, break it. Yeah. I I remember like flushing through this um, when I was trying to figure out what I believed about. This is kind of funny. Um, like sensory learning and sensory activities with children, and whether or not I wanted to invest my money in those types of curriculums. And um, I don't remember what what I was reading, but they basically were just saying like, why why in the world would God create 
a world where we can observe it with our five senses if we're not going to try and observe it as much as possible with those five senses, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once I, once I thought about it from that perspective, I'm like, yeah, for some reason, God in his wisdom made the world to be learned about and discovered via the five senses. So mm-hmm. why would I not want my kid to mm-hmm. participate in that sort of a way? So I think it's a, that's what we're doing in the home. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting kind of <laughs> taking a weird turn with it, but um, this was a book I read about sex once and it was talking about the difference between women wanting to be sexual versus sensual. And I, don't, I wish I could remember what the verse was in the Bible, but they were talking about how the word sensual is used in scripture and how sexual is used. And sexual is always used with immorality in mind, mm-hmm. but sensual is always something that in the passages, it seems like the women are pursuing that as a good virtue. Mm-hmm. And the author was just breaking it down and showing like to be a sensual woman is to be a woman who's thinking about the five senses of her body and using them in ways that are beautiful. Mm-hmm. So it's okay and godly to want to be a sensual woman with your sexuality, but also in your home, are you thinking, this is a weird application. Sorry. <laughs> I like this. I like this turn you just took. <laughs> But how are you thinking about those five senses in your home too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz it serves those around you. Right. So. Yeah. Does your house smell like dirty diapers? Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Man. Actually, okay, there's my my winter clothes, like my outdoor gear upstairs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I've gone through it twice mm-hmm. now. Something in it smells not good. <laughs> not good and I can't I've smelled all the individual pieces and I don't know what <laughs> something it is. in this is but bad I the other day and I was like I can still smell it <laughs> I don't know what it is I really should just take the whole that's what I should do I need to take the whole bin and just put it in the wash yeah that's what yeah. I'm doing after this guys <laughs> you should do it goal for December 6 2019 that's so funny <laughs> um one time Anyways. one time whenever we lived at the trailer something smelled really bad and I couldn't find out what it was in my kitchen and I was like we've taken the trash out I've cleaned everything it's not the garbage disposal something smells terrible well finally I pulled the oven out because I was like it's got to be something under the oven so I pulled oh. the oven out and there was like a Ziploc bag with some potatoes in it that were so raw. <laughs> Yes. Jordan, I can't believe you're saying that right now, literally, because like a month ago, right before I had Cyril, mm-hmm. our laundry room just smelled weird. And I thought maybe a piece of dirty laundry got left in here. And so uh-huh. I cleaned it all out. I couldn't find anything. And it just kept smelling weird. And come to find out the bin of potatoes yes. above the washer had sprouted and they smelled yeah. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. That is so crazy. <laughs> potatoes can smell terrible. Um, so there's your little end note. <laughs> Listeners, potatoes can smell terrible. You are welcome. (laughs) Hope you have a great day and hope you set some goals. Yeah, this feels really off track, but it's okay. We're both tired. Hope you all enjoyed that rabbit trail. (laughs) Do you have anything else to say? I feel like that's all I have to say for goal setting. Yeah, I think we'll try it. We'll try to link that survey that you talked about. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, cool. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.